free, your heart run free, your heart run free, your heart run free, your heart run free. Welcome to season eight, episode thirteen of the Young Hearts Run Free podcast. Again, we're doing something a wee bit different, and we're joined this week by the winner of the female West Highland Way Race 2023, Alison McGill. How are you doing, Alison? I'm good, thank you. Thank you very much for your time. To give a wee bit of context to this, Alison and I are currently walking around the North Inch in uh, the fair city of Perth. And this is the, the scene of a different kind of race that we've been here before. Maybe we'll talk on that in a wee bit. But for our listeners, do you want to give a wee bit of a background to the running history of... Alison McGill, over to you. Yep, so um began running really quite a young age. Um, my family were all runners, they, and some of them obviously still are. Uh, so I started running with Irvine Athletic Club when I was um, a junior age, uh, with mum and dad and my brother and sister. Um, so we did like track leagues every weekend and then cross-country season. So I'd be doing my events for uh, 800 metres, that's the longest I could do and long jump and that was really just kind of to get the team points uh, I did try javelin at one point but kind of hit my head with <laughs> the back of the javelin so yeah so um, I stuck with those events for quite a while and then as you get older you kind of move up to 1500 metres and eventually 3000 which I think is probably the hardest um, distance I'd, I'd probably ever do um, on the track so on from there when I went to uni I I kind of got into 10k distance when I, I was through in Glasgow and then the, the half marathon so um, so I did quite a lot of you know through maybe 10-15 years lots of 10k's lots of different road races uh, half marathon um, eventually getting on to marathon and that was London 2015 so that was my first marathon event um, That's still relatively yeah. recent isn't it? Yes, yeah, so... And I, were you still running with Irvine at this time? No, so I'd, I was with Irvine until I, I kind of went to uni. Uh-huh. Um, so I had a couple of years out uh, between kind of senior school and uni just because I had knee issues. Um, so I played a lot of hockey, which um, I loved doing. Um, so you're a bit of an all-rounder sports-wise then? A wee bit, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Um, so we always, we always swam and cycled as well, but yeah, swimming's like my weakest sport probably ever. Um, so but we still did it. <laughs> so a potential triathlete at some point. I've done a few triathlons along the ah, way as well. Brilliant. Um, I'm sorry, I've got to interrupt you to give a wee nod to the owl. Oh, there's at the this owl. Point, yeah. owl. For those that know the North <laughs> Inch, you always give a nod to the owl, so we've done that. So sorry, yeah, 2015 London Marathon. Yep. Um, so that was with, uh, when I was with, when I'm, like I'm with Fife, so I've been with Fife for uh, quite a number of years. Um, okay. And we always had a, you know, a a team is quite often, or more often not, it was the Scottish Championships down at London Marathon. So we take a team down there. Um, yep, so. Brilliant. Okay, so that that's the sort of the background story and talking about marathon, but you then went a wee bit longer distances, didn't you? When did the ultra think on your on your yeah. radar? So like quite a lot of other runners, uh, my first ultra was the Glenogo 33, uh-huh. That was in 2016. Um, so I had a, a kind of few injury problems at that point, but um, I still 
I just loved loved the distance, loved the the scenery um, and the race, and and I get overtaken by by Joe for <laughs> the first time. <laughs> Little did I know would I, that happen again um, six years later. But yeah, just um, it was just a different experience and and one that I just I loved at the time, and and I thought yeah. Yeah, I like this distance. So. And what about the... That's a relatively short distance now, but anyway. <laughs> but what about the, the 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 move from, like, track to tarmac or road to the trails? Was there something there that happened for you? Or you I know you like being outside. Was there was there always an appeal of the trails? Um, I'd always... When I, when I joined our, um, Fife, there was, you know, Fife are really strong on the hill races um, and I did try some trail and hill races early on but I kept falling over um, right, <laughs> so okay. the, the uphills were okay but um, whenever I came down kind of hard sharp trails I would skin my knee or my elbow or, or something like that so I kind of lost a bit of confidence with that and so they yeah, kind of went back to the marathon distance back right. to the road so okay and with regards to Go, sorry, Glenogo 33. What happened after that then, distance-wise? Oh, yeah. So I still, I was still doing road at that point. Um, so I did Normarthen. I, um, so Scottish Champs was at Stirling. Uh-huh. Um, the year that was that was uh, happened, and I just happened to be first in that. So you just happened <laughs> um, to be first. <laughs> 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 yeah. So it's not. You know, it's, I didn't break the, the three hours, I was 3.02, so I've never been the, the fastest, but, you know, sometimes it's kind of luck and, and who turns up on the day, but, um, yeah, so did Sterling, um, and then the Devil was my next, ah, my next right, okay. uh, ultra. Was which, this your uh, first experience of the West Highland Way Yeah, definitely, yeah. yep, it was, certainly was. So. Okay. You're very good at the segues, because we're obviously going to speak about <laughs> the, the West Highland Way. But before we before we get to that, do you, can you tell me what is that your marathon PB that three or two? Yeah, it still stands at that. Yeah, yep. Okay. So I did Strathairn uh, a couple of years after that, um, uh-huh. which I think's probably my favourite marathon. Really? Um, I just yeah, it was just a brilliant day, and I love uh-huh. the kind of you know it's not just flat out and fast. It's a bit undulating at the start. I was say, for a lot of <laughs> folk, their favourite marathon would be that <laughs> fast and flat. But you like the because Strathairn's quite hilly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But again, it's it's lovely, lovely views all around as well. So you're not kind of in that city area. Yeah. Um, you're just out in the open. I yep. there's a part I'm emerging here about like being outside and in these sort of wide open spaces and appreciating the um, the beautiful countryside that, we, that we've got yep. on our doorstep. Most of us. Um, sorry. You're lucky if you've got it on your doorstep, which I know, <laughs> I know that you do. But that, that leads us into my sort of first question about this year's West Highland Way. And it's about preparation and training. So where did you do most of that? Yeah, so I did most of it in the Ockles um, and the Lomans because they're quite local to me. Uh-huh. Um, and then most weekends, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to get out onto the trail onto the West Highland Way itself and just I'd, although I'd ran it the year before I kind of wanted to feel you know that I was confident on the different sections yeah um, it's like the waste for the because of the year before that I hadn't had you know 
I didn't really have good memories of it, so I thought, right, I'm... Yeah, we'll speak about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought, right, I'll go back out onto the trail and, and know that you can run it and know that you can have, you know, really good times on the trail and, and enjoy yourself. And, and that's what I did. So I had a really positive mindset going into the race um, from doing that. So it was good. And in 2022, West Highland Way Race, there's this thing about depending on if you've had a good day, a bad day, or an, or an indifferent day, there's that time after it where we start making decisions and wee commitments to yourself. When did you decide you were going back in 2023? How, how long after the 2022 race did that take? I think it was just a natural thing to go back. Uh-huh. Um, if, I, if I have a race that... I'm yeah. disappointed at and I, I didn't really give myself the best chance then I always think right what went wrong how can I fix that and how can I do better next time right okay um, so there wasn't really any question about going back <laughs> so right so you had you had I, I think the term I always use is like we itches to scratch yeah definitely yep and and you you've mentioned already about mindset you've used that that word Um. What I want to go with this is lessons learned. That's that's what I want to do. But I want to lessons learned covers physical, it covers mental, it covers kit, it covers a whole load of things. Yeah. Could you pinpoint two or three big lessons learned from twenty twenty two that you took into this year? Um, so starting kind of on on kit, um, I did practice a lot more with the kit. Um, tried out different. Kind of methods with with my my vest etc um, uh-huh. also <laughs> I actually wore my same t-shirt and shorts because that worked last year so um, that stayed the right, same right okay um, just a bit of superstition creeping in <laughs> a wee bit <laughs> well, I've got work, plenty of that so. <laughs> if it works it works that's fine I'm hoping I let me do a wee bit of an apology because of the wind in yeah, case not my wind <laughs> there'll be a bit of that but, um, no, we'll be alright. I've got 100% faith in the hairy toy. We'll be okay. okay. We'll be okay. Um, so, yes, the, let's go back and speak about um, lessons learned. You're speaking a wee bit there about kit. What about nutrition, hydration? Um, so, nutrition, again, I kind of have a deliberate practice with that this year, where last year I kind of... I didn't put that much effort into it because I always find it quite difficult to find what works. Um, and it's so coming from the road, you know, when you're on the road doing a hard race, you're, it's not really, you know, a thing to be eaten, you know, certainly yeah. solid food. So uh-huh. I find that transition quite difficult. Um, so this year, you know, I, I made that kind of extra effort and kind of forced myself almost to. To eat solids when I was out in the run and, and see what would work. And mm-hmm. sorry to you, but in um, just being nosy, when did that preparation start? We're trying with foods and stuff. When did you start that? Um, it probably started, so we'll talk about the 100k this year uh, later on, but aye, aye. <laughs> um, yeah, so making that kind of extra effort probably started like um, kind of March, April time. Right, um, okay. Because we say the race was the 18th of June, something like that. 18th yeah. of June was the race. Yep, yep. Right, so you're a good few months. Yeah. 
before that. Right, okay, and what about the physical prep? So physical, I'd, I'd actually, my training is similar to the year before. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I had different, it was kind of different situation where I'd been injured uh, February, March of this year. So I had four or six weeks out of kind of rehab um, and then I had ten weeks to kind of build up and Speak about the injury. In the, what uh, was the injury? So I've got this kind of common injury that happens with my foot. Um, it's happened since probably about 2015, 16. Uh, same foot each time for whatever reason. Um, and I tend to find it's the, the speed work that triggers it, the speed work on the road. Um, but I can, you know, I learn and I build strength on it. Uh, so okay. it prefers, much prefers to be on the trails and on the softer ground. Right, and so that's been happening since 2015-16. How is it right now? Absolutely fine. It felt better after the race. Right. It was styling way than it did before. So. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> and then... So you know that I read quite a lot, um, and there's a bit called Rebound. And it talks about all the emotions that, you know, you go through when you get injured or you have something, you know, that affects your running and your training. And it just made me feel that what I was feeling was natural yeah. um, and there's always a way forward. So, it, you know, it talks about different athletes and what they've been through and, and you know, how they've gotten through the hard times and kind of come out the other end. So, Who's the author of Rebound? I don't want to test you. We can find that. Yep. We can find that. <laughs> Um, I mean, you say you read a lot. Is that like some sports books, psychology books? Is that yeah, is all that of the all of the above. Yeah, yeah. I just love love kind of researching and learning from different people, and then applying it to to my training, and then passing on things that I've found useful to others, um, which can hopefully help them as well. Yeah, and I think you'll also just want to go back a wee bit because. There is no one size fits all, is there? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Some things work for some folk, yeah. but yep. no other people, you know? So, now, I've got a list of questions that I've not even looked at yet, <laughs> and they're about quarter in the other end. So, but we were speaking about um, preparation. How, how much did your 2022 West Highland race affect you mentally? Um, I just... I was went in complete, as I say, a complete opposite mindset from the previous year, uh-huh. um, because I knew that I had a like a huge effect on my performance last year. So I thought, you know, I'd, I haven't got a choice. I have to change the way I'm thinking, the way I yeah. approach the race, um, and that, yeah. And I took a lot of kind of knowledge and experience from from books and podcasts that, that I listened to. Um, and just applied that this year. So. Okay, so again, was that that sounds like that was all self-taught then? Did you speak to people about it, or was it a case of you yeah. were just taking out information and taking the bits that you wanted? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you might listen to podcasts, and even if you just take one little thing from that, it can make all the difference. Aye, yeah. Um, yeah, and I've got a lot of influence around, um, like, you know, the, the Scottish team and... Just all the, the well-known ultra runners that you know the community, yeah. um, and there's always you know everyone's always open to helping you if you reach out, um, and that's that's what's good about the. Ah, uh, when you think about that, you've got access to a, a wealth of information, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. But that's a wealth of information 
but again, let's go back. You can't, we can't do everything. There's bits that'll work for us. I know you've you've sent me links to podcasts before, but said it's this five minute bit here I want you to listen to yeah. rather than yeah. the whole hour and a half. You know, <laughs> so yeah, that's a very very good point. So going into the 2023 race then, um, let's go back to the start of June. How were you feeling at the start of June? Just I was feeling quite relaxed, quite happy. Um, I knew my training, I had done as much training as I, as I could, so I, I accepted where I was at. Um, I couldn't push my training as much as I wanted to because um, my foot was kind of niggling, still niggling a bit here and there, so yeah. I just listened to my body the whole time and and just thought, you know, you accept where you're at and you just, you know, mm. turn up on the day. And <laughs> this is an ultra marathon lesson. <laughs> Listen to your body. How many folk actually do that, though? We all say we do it. You know, how you, and how disciplined were you when listening to your body? It was almost day by day. Um, so I kind of found... I found after doing, like, a kind of long weekend... Uh-huh. Uh, back to back Saturday, Sunday that I needed a wee kind of extra day's rest for my foot to kind of calm down after that and okay. then it would allow me just to, to carry on training so. so did that then become a, a pattern on a weekly basis? Were you taking that day off? Did you plan that in? No, did, you, did you have a plan? I did I had a, <laughs> <laughs> I had a, um, a 10 week plan well it was a 12 week plan squeezed into 10 weeks right. um, and I thought well this could go either way, it could work um, uh-huh. or it could you know, I, I could end up injured again um, and back to square one so yeah. um, Did you? sorry, I've got so many questions that are going through my head, did you seek out professional advice on your injury? Yeah, that was um, a, like a big a big thing um, so I got referred to a physio um, so I had, I went to a physio when you know, it first happened um, and I, I didn't quite get a diagnosis on it, so I, I was still really unsure what the injury was. Um, but they gave me exercises, and my foot wasn't getting any better. And it got to the point where, actually, I was scared to run on my foot, which mm-hmm. is, you know, for a runner's like it's just a horrible place to be in. Yeah. Um, so then I got referred to a physio um, in Falkirk, um, and he did strength tests, and then did a scan on my foot, and and reassured me that the strength was still there, um, but it was just a bit aggravated yep. um, from the, the road stuff I'd been doing. So he gave me the confidence to then, you know, to reassure me that, that it would get better. Um, like So he had me hopping. So I, I, I physically couldn't hop on my foot. But I thought what it was physical, it? but it was actually mental. Ah, right, okay. So my head wouldn't let me hop on my foot, but he said, look, just try it. Um, and eventually I was able to hop and, you know, it was just that reassurance from someone That's that... That's a big step forward, yeah, isn't that it? that was huge, yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, so he gave me a rehab programme. Um, so he had me doing five minutes one day, two days later I could run for ten minutes and then twenty minutes. Um, right, wait a wee minute. How, <laughs> what, right, uh, that's brilliant that you're running, but inside, in your head, are you feeling a clock ticking? I, like I wasn't actually no. No, because, brilliant. Because, like, because it had happened like was it four to six weeks before the hundred k, 
it's it's kind of devastating. I know it's a hobby, but to run for your country's, you know, yeah, it's you know it's something that doesn't happen often. Um, so I kind of accepted that I wouldn't be running the hundred k. Um, but at the same time, like I was going through emotional stuff, you know, because running's like you know it's a big part of your life. Yeah. Um, and you use it for different reasons, and a lot of that's to relax and go outside and run with friends and whatnot. So when yeah. you haven't got that, then it affects you quite a lot. So let's give a bit of context. You've mentioned hundred k a few times. For those that maybe didn't can, this is Anglo Celtic Plate we're talking about, yeah. isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So and this would have been your third, third appearance yeah. in a Scotland vest. Yeah. Before we go any further, <laughs> what does wearing a Scotland vest mean to you? Just everything, absolutely. Yeah. For You're those curious. that are just listening, there's a big, <laughs> massive smile on Ali's face right now. Yeah, so, I mean, getting selected must be awesome, eh? Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. And then, so let's, we weren't planning this, but let's speak about your Anglo Celtic plate experiences then. First one. So, first one was, <laughs> wasn't good at all. Um, <laughs> that's an understatement, but yeah, first one is at Dublin. Um, uh-huh. So that was a kind of around that kind of post-COVID period. Um, yeah. Again, so you know, I got that foot injury. Unfortunately, um, it was about three or four weeks out from the race. Again, I, my I could hardly run at all. Um, but then I, I had a physio who, you know, literally got me to the start line, um, yep. and I was actually I was able to run okay. Um, but on the day. It was, I don't know, after like kind of 26 miles or so, yeah, my legs just seized up um, and the next 40 miles were quite painful. Can you (laughs) go back and remember what, if there's a way you can describe this, what was causing it to seize up? Because you were fit enough, weren't you? I don't think so. Because of my injury, I'd I'd lost a lot of confidence um, and I hadn't. You know, I hadn't done the kind of longer, slower runs for as many yeah. of them as I could. Um, so yeah, I was lacking a bit of training. Um, but yeah, just a kind of a mix of things. Um, again, nutrition, I'd never had to, you know, eat and drink over that that distance and that period yeah. of time. So just a lot of different factors. Right. Well, let's bring it forward a year then yeah. to a happier Anglo-Celtic <laughs> plate experience. Here on the North Inch. Yep. <laughs> I'm heading for that bench, by the way. That's where I'm going. Um, how was that day? It was a bit of a different yeah. day, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, just the best day ever. Just yeah. That's Gathering. a big statement. <laughs> given what we're <laughs> going to speak about in a bit. Yeah. And it, it was literally like, yeah, probably the best race of my life. Um, and which, you know, having done a lot of races, it's that's a, a huge thing for me. So. Yeah. Yep. And I'm just. Uh, that is a big statement, but you've already mentioned about the the people that you've been with, and I know on that day, with the Scotland team or someone else, weren't they? Yeah. That camaraderie and the support that you get yeah. from everybody, so um, that that adds to the occasion. But um, yeah, you had a fantastic run, which brings us to this year's Anglo Celtic Plate, right? <laughs> and I know it's maybe not as a uh, a happy thing to speak about but you learned something there as well didn't you? I did so it, it actually was so it was happy for me but 
on the other side. So, uh-huh. um, you know, gratefully I was, you know, I was still asked to go along um, as part of the team, even though I couldn't race. Yeah. Um, ended up helping, you know, crew, but also witnessing, you know, Debs and Adrian crew and um, for the other team members, and yeah, that was it's quite something to watch and. Um, a different kind of learning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You okay to sit here? Yeah. I'll sit on this side in case any golf balls come. I'll take the first. <laughs> uh, I'll take the first hit. Oh, it's pretty good. See, I've never actually seen the inch for this side. <laughs> Lovely, right? Yeah. So what I'd learnt from the the book Rebound was that. So they make this statement saying, you know, with injury, you know, brings opportunity and growth and development. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it's quite hard to accept that and believe that, but. But it definitely is true and, and that's what happened when I went along to crew. I just I just learnt and then, you know, to see the the whole team, you know, come through difficult times as well was just it's quite mm-hmm. inspiring to see. Yeah. I you can see people well, the words it's suffer, isn't it? Yeah. People are suffering, but it's how they either dig deep themselves or there's maybe sometimes a wee bit of tough love. Yeah. Sometimes it's a a gel or a drink that turns their their mood whatever yeah. but there's just something magical isn't yeah, there it is. I just I loved seeing that um, yeah and it's quite a turning point for me where I, I kind of saw things in a different light as well did um, that did that feed into your West Highland yeah, way abs- yeah definitely yep because you, you know that no matter what happens you know there, there's always you know things you can do and things you can change and yes yeah, so it's, it's never kind of you know even though you're feeling things are quite tough there's there's always a way and there's people there to help you so mm. <laughs> sorry i just it's getting awfully deep and i'm <laughs> awfully happy about that absolutely love that so right west highland way 2023 hopes expectations before the race it was honestly just to enjoy it and for my crew to enjoy it and yeah just yeah, put you know my training had gone well, um, and just to see what would happen on the day. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the longer the distance, the more unpredictable and unpredictable it can be. Yeah. Um, you know, there's more variables throughout that distance for for things to happen. Whereas a ten k, you know, it's you, c- you know where you're going to position in a ten k. Um, you know, it's but but hundred miles. It's Anything, anything can happen. Yeah. Let's talk about one of the variables then. Sorry, I probably will jump about a bit. That's the way my brain works. But um, one of the variables that was maybe not as bad as anticipated that day was the heat. Because the forecast was to be roasty toasty, wasn't yeah, it? It so never quite worked out yeah. that way, but it was still warm. Yeah, so on and off, it was kind of thunder and lightning and rain and sunshine. And yeah, you didn't really know what was, mm-hmm. was going to happen. So. What was it like... I was doing it. I seen you at the start. It was warm, yep. or m- warm, kind of muggy. What was it like when you got out of Mogai? Like, what was it like two, three o'clock in the morning? Yeah, what within like two, or three hours, you just felt that mugginess, and and you you knew you consciously knew you were you were drinking more than normal. Um, mm-hmm. So you thought, right, you know, I have to bring my. I had a, a hydration plan, and I had to bring all that forward just to, you know, take that worry of. Of running out of water, I had to say it that way. So, and something very notable at the start of my guy, near race fest. Yeah, 
<laughs> and that, so, that, that, honestly, because <laughs> when you're, if you, if people will know this who've been to Mulgai, one of the things that I certainly check out, I know Stephen's the same, Stephen sort of starts at the feet and goes up the way, I mm-hmm. start at the... I started the body because I'm checking everybody's race vest to it and how, how heavy they are, how big they are, how well packed they are. See Al McGill, no race vest. Yep. So I had all my kit. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but if I tend to find a race vest, like blisters my back quite badly, uh-huh. even though I, I use stuff to prevent that happen, um, I always get really sore blisters. So I'd found a, a waist pack, um, bum bag, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Um, so, and it was big enough to carry, you know, all the essential, essential kit, kit yeah. and um, two bottles so two water bottles either side um, which I knew were fine for like seven or eight miles so yeah I was pretty happy with with that choice at the start that does you um, most of the way through the racing does so it? my race plan was basically if if it was too hot um, then I had my race vest like as a, a plan B okay okay and then with my race vest I could carry four bottles of water knowing that I wouldn't run out of water, you know, along the yeah. Rannoch Moor section. Because that's a concern, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. If yeah. it's hot, that can then start playing with your head. Yeah, and yeah. You so start, I wanted to... You, you sometimes start being a wee bit more restrictive with yourself with water yeah, yeah. when you've actually got plenty. Yeah. But but to take away that... That worry, yeah. That worry, yep. then yep. the race vest was there if you required that. Yeah, so and also, I've got to mention this. I noticed it was, it was post the run... You put a thing on Instagram about the wee 300 mile soft flask for Harrier. Yeah. I know that there's other there's other other 300 mile soft flask, but yep. it was, Harrier was the ones that you had. Yeah. And do you want to speak a wee bit about that, and also about which I think is a great idea, the different colours. Yeah. So um, we were chatting, you know, the, the girls' team for 100k, um, way back kind of February March time. We we're talking about hydration and whatnot, and you know, on loops. You know, you can get away with just one bottle, yep. and then filling it up each each uh, each loop. So that's kind of where that came from. Um, and I'd always find it difficult to to fuel from my vest pack. Mm-hmm. I don't know if because I've got a short neck or a short body or whatever. Um, Is so it I, bend down, <laughs> yeah, it bend down. So consciously, I, I knew that I wouldn't be drinking as much because of that awkwardness. So. I found with the 300ml bottles I could hold it in my hand and that's what I did so I had them tucked in my my vest pack or my waist pack but I carried one at a time So you always had one in yeah, your hand? Yes, so I had one in my hand yeah, all the times and that meant I, I drank like pretty much all the time And did you drink, did you have a mix? Did you, what, what was your hydration plan? Yeah, so I had water in one one colour and then yeah, electrolyte in the other and that was the idea with the colours, you knew yeah. what you had in your hand. Yeah, so the crew knew which colour is which and then which side to put it um, in my waste packs. So I knew I knew where everything was, if you like. So Such a simple thing. Yeah. An yep. unbelievably simple <laughs> thing, but not something that we do a lot until you read an Instagram post like you put it or listen to something like this. Everybody will be doing it now. Maybe folk do do it, but I'd never <laughs> thought of it, which is yeah. brilliant absolutely brilliant so sorry I digressed as I do um, from the race start well how were you feeling at the race start I never asked you that how were you feeling standing there at the yeah, railway so, station yeah so I tried to kind of be so you know that adrenaline adrenaline is a great thing obviously mm-hmm. to have in the race but I wanted to build a, bit, a, little, a little bit calmer um, just so that I was going in happy you know with a happy head rather than a kind of anxious 
anxious head whereas you know the year before I was really really nervous and I put high expectations on myself so yep. it kind of tipped it on the other side where I was pretty miserable <laughs> a lot of the time <laughs> um, which isn't a good place to be and that that's the whole thing that I changed was just being relaxed and calm but you know having that adrenaline there inside um, to get you going so you looked happy at the start. Yeah, I was, yeah. Aye, right, yeah. okay. <laughs> so let's take it to let's take it to Balmaha. I know they go through Drimmon, but let's take it to Balmaha. Yeah. That's your sort of first major checkpoint. Yep. What was happening there? I'm not even quite sure. I don't know if you are or where you were in the race. How did it pan out? So I'd, I'd said to girls, my crew, that I I didn't want to know. I, I would if I wanted to know, I would ask. Right. Because I, I just didn't want that that pressure and. I just wanted to just yeah, run my own race, run the course and the conditions, um, rather than try and stress myself out by thinking, Oh, where am I? What time am I doing? Mm. And I just yeah, just relaxed into it and you know, they say the race doesn't start until eighty miles and, and I had that in my head. Mm. Can so. I just say something on that though, it's quite important. This is this year was a wee bit different. This is the first year there was live tracking yeah. available. Yeah. It's and we asked Stuart about this as well the guy when the, the the male race if he was aware and he wasn't he he chose not to you're saying the same you chose not to because you've already said there i'm running my own race yeah yep that's is it tempting to check no no it, right okay if, okay yeah. <laughs> okay you're just yeah just focus keep focused on what you're doing Mm-hmm. You know, you can't control what anyone else is doing and just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. cool. So, into Balmaha, feeling good? Yeah, felt happy and, and I always get my porridge at Balmaha. That's my thing at Balmaha. Um, right. And it's, as well as that, you're kind of running, you know, you've run through the, the night and you feel like, you know, you haven't seen anyone for hours because you haven't really. So it's a nice feeling knowing that, you know, it's getting light into Balmaha. You'll see your Cute. crew, you'll see lots yeah. of people and it's... You know, it's always a good buzz good. at Balmaha, yeah, isn't yeah, that? Yeah. It's really good. And then you're off and heading for River Denning. Some crew go there. I think they were advised not to go there this yeah, year, so weren't the girls, they? Yeah, the girls were at, at Balmaha. At Balmaha yeah. Right. River okay. Denning, sorry. Yeah. There's going in a car in yeah. there. Yeah. And then after that, you're on your way to Inversnaid. Now, the bit I want to get to is just after Inversnaid, when the technical bit starts. Yeah. Yeah. Because between, now you correct me if I'm wrong here, but between Balmaha to Rewardenin, for Rewardenin to Inversnaid, it's all a relatively good trail, isn't it? It's runnable, yeah, most mid- of it. Midgey clouds as well. Midgey clouds. <laughs> well, that's an encouragement <laughs> to keep running, to keep moving. Hellish for the crew, midges. Um, but they enforced the midges this yeah, year. Yeah, when you were going along, kind of, as you got closer to the lost side, uh-huh. So I still had my torch on um, on my head, so I didn't have my glasses. Right. Which, yeah, I would have had my glasses had I known, but this, yeah, they were just out in swarms and you were kind of holding your breath running through them or wow. with your buff over your head or whatever. So, yeah. That's when you need a little buff buff, you see. Yeah. Right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, Inversnaid, still feeling good? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, quite, quite relaxed, quite focused. And... And then, how are you on the technical offside bit? Because from, from Inversnaid to Bean Glass Farms, a sort yeah. of technical bit, isn't it? Or just before Bean Glass? Yeah. So something, uh, so something happened by accident. On it. so we're 
driving up to the race um, and I'd, for forever on my watch I've had this voice that tells me my race splits right, so it tells me my, my mile splits All right, this okay. woman comes on my phone and says you know, you, <laughs> so you you've ran that <laughs> you've ran that mile in like 8.23 or whatever yeah, so, yeah. and it's always annoyed me so we worked out how to switch that off right, but unbeknown okay. to me I also switched off my, my mile splits on my watch so it didn't buzz every mile Okay. Um, so I remember looking at my watch at like, I thought, well, you know, what's happened with the miles? And I looked and it was at 1.23 and then I thought, oh, okay, I don't have any mile splits. And so then I just didn't look at my watch, which is good when it comes to the lock side because you're doing like 20 minute miles. Aye. Um, and that can be quite off-putting. Some folk like the lock side. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah. Um, so I didn't wreck it because I knew there's a wee respite kind of halfway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that was there. Um, it does drag on, but everyone's going through the same thing. And Aye. Just, yep. just keep moving, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Keep moving as best you can. So, yeah. so the worst thing is to do is, is worry about slowing up along the lock side, but just, just go with it and, and know that you've got a good run after that. Um, is that something that... Is that thinking? Is that new to you this year? Did you experience that last year as well? Was that in your thought process last year on the lock side? So last year I ran it quite hard and then ran out of energy <laughs> so right. I took my time a bit more um, But the energy thing, sorry I keep butting in but if I didn't I'll forget the energy thing, was your your eating plan different last year than this year? Yeah, so I planned so I planned to eat this year but I'd also practised eating in my training Right. and that, okay. that was a big difference yeah, um, and and you mentioned you brought in and you practice with solid food. You, yeah, you happy to share what your solid food was? So I'll tell you what the plan was, and then okay, what the actual <laughs> so was. you changed so, that a bit, yeah, okay. Um, so I always I always run like with my breakfast and whatever. So I, I don't mind running with, you know, starting with food in my stomach if you like. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. So I had quite a lot to eat before the race, so I was starting kind of fully fueled. Macaroni um, cheese. Right, cheese and chips and rolls and crisps, and that, Brilliant. that's what I have. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I had things that I would look forward to eating. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's the key thing if if you if you got things that that are in your nutrition pack and you know that you know that you know you aren't very appetising or whatever, then I don't think you'll look forward to to eating. So I had things that were kind of a bit a bit of a treat. So rolls and crisps. Um, we had like cans of soup, pot noodle, which I practised during my, my recce's. Um, what flavour? Just normal chicken mushroom flavour. Did you drink so the juice at the bottom? I, during my training I did, yeah. Yeah, good, um, okay. It was different on the day. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I had solids. Um, but on race day, yeah, I just I just couldn't. It was the same with everyone else, I, I just couldn't swallow. Is that the heat thing? Yeah, it was the heat, yeah. yeah Because yeah. you're breathing heavier than when you're training as well yeah um and then i think you know when you're racing what i find is when i'm racing my stomach's more intense Aye. so i find it harder to take on food it's a f- you know what this is a really we took we keep talking about golden nuggets on the young hearts run free podcast this is a massive golden nugget you didn't train as hard as you run no. so your stomach and your yeah. throat it's not going to feel the same. Yeah, so you're in, I think when you're in racing mode, you're in that kind of fight or flight mode. Aye. So the digestive system, it kind of can shut down, basically, and then, you know, all the blood's going to your 
your muscles to, to make you run harder. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is more difficult to take on food. Uh, so what I've found is, well, you can train your gut, but as well as that, if, if you're not find if you're finding you can't take on food, then just slow down a little bit, you know. Oh, how does that, how does that <laughs> work in your head then? Because, <laughs> you know, it will have a massive benefit. You know, it's, long, it's the long yeah, goal, isn't it? The long it? goal, yeah. 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 So just ease off a little bit and then, you know, I find if my stomach's kind of upset, I give it a wee rest. So I'll keep drinking, but I'll give it a rest from, from food and then there you, you go. Little, eat little bits along the way. And, Brilliant. And eventually that. it'll be okay. Do you find that keeping drinking helps you to eat? Because yeah. once you dry up, yeah. it's, so, it's yeah. even harder, isn't it? Yeah, because one know? thing I read, I told you about, is, which is completely obvious now when I, I read it, is, is your stomach needs water and fluid to digest food. It's a bit of a basic, it isn't is it? Really but, we, but, but, we, but we forget that. We forget loads of things yeah. when we're out there because we're focused and we become tired. So I think what folk are going to be listening and what they're going to take for this is that... You've got to practice. Yeah. You've got to practice, but it will never be the same as race no, day. Nope. That's how it's important, and we pick up the, the lessons yeah. from race day. Yeah. So where do we get to? Yeah, so on the, on the day, I ended up having um, mango, which is like, was amazing. Mm. <laughs> Just mango. Uh, I had, they gave me jelly at Glencoe, which is unexpected, but as in just jelly from a, a tub. But was it just like the cubes? Had it been melted? It'd be melted, yeah. So right, jelly okay. with fruit in it, and uh, with the said, "Oh, do you want jelly?" And my face lit up, and I was like, "Yeah." Brilliant. Um, so Any specific flavour? I think it was strawberry or something. Right. Um, you think? <laughs> okay. I, I couldn't think at that point. Okay. Um, there's something I learnt. There's a lady called um, Meredith Terranova. Um, so listen to this chap Jason Coop, who a lot of people know of. Um, amazing ultra running coach um, mm-hmm. he's got a brilliant book which is kind of my bible in ultra running um, so he interviewed a lady called Meredith and she's a nutritionist and she has this um, run where she as she calls it the gas station run where she has her athletes you know do a long run and intentionally they stop at a, a gas station mm-hmm. or a, a shop yeah um, yep. and after that long run you know they'll be craving you know like the way you crave in a race, you know, you mm. crave for different things like different foods or different fluids. Um, so when I did a, a training run in Tindrum, it was a quite a hot day. It was when Stephen has a he's the five yeah, star people, yeah, like, right? right? Okay, yeah. Um, so I went to Green Welly, and mm-hmm. I was honest, I was so thirsty, and I, I picked up this kind of green juice, I call it, um, and it it was amazing. And so I had that green juice on race day because I knew. What that was it? What's the green juice? It's called Vet Plus. Vet Plus. Just a, a low calorie <laughs> right. apple and elderflower. All right. Okay. Um, and so when I was in at checkpoints, yes, you know, the girls said, "What do you want?" And I was just green juice. And, then, right. <laughs> and that's just. <laughs> so if you have something you know that you know you love and you know mm-hmm. will help you along the way, that's that's a big thing. And so what was good about it? Did it hy- just hydrated you, made you feel good, yeah, give you a boost? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Brilliant. Yep. Brilliant. So you mentioned uh, Tindrum. That's halfway-ish, yeah, on the West Highland Way. Um, so we've we've come along the loch side through Bean Glass Farm yeah, through. Had a cup of tea at Bean Glass. Did you? John made a cup of tea. 
Yeah, and that's salt and vinegar peanuts. So that was Brilliant. my that was my fuel at being glass. Brilliant. <laughs> but, but that's it's almost like that's almost a it's a wee welcome thing you're not expecting. Yeah, it's really yeah, it's nice and it's yeah. it's always a nice atmosphere at being glass as well. Yeah. yeah, the midges were pretty bad, so when you stop, they kind of stuck to your arm and you yeah your skin. Brutal so, man. Which makes you not hang about. Aye. <laughs> so if you for being glass. Let me get this right. You're then heading up towards Bogle Glen, yep. Cree and Larrick, yeah. the world famous roller coaster. Yeah. How were you how was your body feeling at this point? Um it's good that I met the, the girls at Bogle. Um nice, you know, it's just a kinda it's a nice point to meet your crew where yeah. you can let them know what you want at the farm, um Ockentire Farm, a couple of miles up the road. So I felt really good at that point, but then the roller coaster always seems to catch me out um, more than I think. So going into the farm, I felt I just started really feeling things, um, feeling the heat, and I, yeah, I was starting to have a kind of a bit of a bad patch at that point. So when you say feeling things like achy, yeah, or my, tired my knees or? were kind of getting hot, and my feet a wee bit tired, and probably hungry more than anything. But so what did you do about it? So they had me a, a pot noodle at that point. Um, Drink so the juice. Lots of green juice. <laughs> <laughs> no, did you drink the juice in the pot noodle there? So I had maybe half the pot noodle. Ah, um, right. So the rules were that I wasn't going to be sitting down at checkpoints, but the, okay. seat, the seat was there. And I sat <laughs> sat down on the seat. So, <laughs> so I don't care if there's stuff on it, I'm sitting down. So, yeah, um, yeah I just needed that wee kind of break off my, my knees. Um, and kind of from there on then we started ice so I had ice on my neck and ice on my legs and was yeah. it blue sky it roasting was, yeah, hot it was still at this that time? kind of muggy yeah sunny okay. cloudy way so yeah and your knees did you did you put anything on your knees like, no we just iced them at each right each okay but that's a this is a that's a definite switch things are starting to happen isn't it yeah. it gives your crew something else to think about yeah. yep. further up the road yep. as well so that's for the farm did they scoot up to Tindrum as well? Yeah, so I met them at Tindrum at the, the road crossing. Uh-huh. Um, I think there was a photograph of me having Lucasaid, which I don't really remember having, but I had Lucasaid at that point. <laughs> um, and then it's Bridge of Orkey is the, is the kind of next big stop. Now, I would have just flicked back a year, because I remember driving up uh, last year, 2022, and I went, I drove up, past Tindrum on the way to Bridge of Orkey and I spotted you on the path mm-hmm. heading towards Bridge of Orkey. You didn't look very happy <laughs> last year, 2022. Was there a different Ali McGill on the hill this year? Yeah, it was just, yeah, just more focused, just enjoying, enjoying the race. I remember at Bridge of Orkey last year, it's when Lynn and Jack's kind of passed um, uh-huh. and they said, you know, really encouraging things to me. Um, yeah, I was a bit miserable. <laughs> Aye. And that, you know what, and that's why I was asking earlier, Al, about lessons learned. And um, you know what, it might be hard to, to answer that question because 96 miles is a long way. Yeah. And, and a year's a long time to. But you've obviously made these changes, mm-hmm. you know. Um, do you know what the placings were at this point? Between Tindrum and Bridge of Orkey, were you in the lead at that point? Yeah, um, so was that the lead, lead at Balmaha? 
Right, yeah. oh, so just that's, through the forest. that's early doors, yeah. man, that's 20 yeah. miles in. Yeah, which, I, I don't know, you, if, yeah, so I knew, like, the girls were going to be on my tail like, the whole time because they're, they are so strong. Strong field. Um, so you think, right, yeah, just keep going. And <laughs> um, on with that, like, we spoke to Stuart about this, Stuart Johnson as well, and did you, was there a feeling of being hunted? Does that enter your brain? A wee bit, but then you, you just do have to focus on, on your own race. Because that's the only thing you can control, yeah, isn't it? because a couple of times through the loch side, I, I just fell over. Um, so anything like that can happen. Um, so you just need to focus on what you're doing. And yeah, just keep on your feet and just keep moving forward. Yep. Yeah, yep. brilliant. I'm just trying to get inside how, well, how it feels to be, I'll probably never be in that position where I feel hunted, but it's just, I can just, uh, I don't know, how you keep a lid on, you mentioned earlier on about adrenaline and excitement, it's how you keep a lid on that. Yeah, just, I don't know what it is, it's just, yeah, just a nice chilled feeling and, and just looking around at the scenery. Um, mm -hmm. And I do now use quite a kind of a lot of mental skills as well when things are getting tough. Um, so I kind of do deliberate things where I, you know, I, I kind of go external and I, I notice the scenery around me. Um, or I, I'd mentioned where, you know, if you've got a favourite colour, look for things of that colour. And it just distracts you from things that are going on and keeps you in just a nice little little place. So. Aye, I like that. <laughs> we used to play a game when we went on holiday as kids about counting the different colours. You'd pick a colour of a car uh -huh. and that sort of thing. They used to stop that are we there yet thing, yeah. you know? Um, but I'm just trying to think of the different colours on the West Highland Way. There'll be loads of them actually because it's a beautiful place but I'm just trying to think of a, like Rannoch Moor. Yeah. You know, it's, um, well, this is about you. <laughs> How was Rannoch Moor for you? So last year it was probably the hardest, longest part, and for me again this year it was the longest, hardest part. I was, so Adrian had mentioned, you know, I'd, I'd run a long way on my own, about, probably about 70 miles, and and it was at Rannoch Moor when I, I realised that there was nobody. <laughs> like when I was looking around, there was no one ahead, no one behind, and there was no walkers either along that section. And so you were solo? It was quite strange, really yeah. strange feeling. Um, but the whole, that's when I started using the kind of, you know, the, the mental techniques where um, I'd run to, you know, the next bridge I could see and then the next bridge after that. Um, and then, so my favourite colour is purple, so purple flowers appeared um, and, you know, purple heather and whatnot and it, it just keeps you, keeps you moving. How does that make you feel though? It, you look for purple and you see it. it how's because it? it's your favourite colour as well, you, it just makes you feel really good. It's get a wee buzz off it. Yeah, yeah. Ah, lovely. Yep. It's, well, I think the key word, actually, is positivity, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Brilliant. Lovely. And you also mentioned the wee bridges. There's a lot of wee bridges there is, yeah. on Rannoch Moor, but it's using them, I think, is sort of ticking them off. I don't know how many there are, but it's like ticking them off. How do you find it underfoot on Rannoch Moor? Um, so I reckoned that. Um, you know, a few weeks before, because I knew uh -huh. it was kind of that kind of rocky, stony way under yeah. my feet, and I, I didn't really notice when I was racing. I, I was just kind of focusing on 
just moving forwards. Um, yeah, because it's quite a lot. You can see, I think it's because you can see so far ahead of you in, in that rise at the end. Aye, it's and, and it's when you hit that, the top of that rise, yeah. and you spot Bukalit of Moor, yeah. you spot the King's it House. It kind of blows you away. That's yep. a bit of an emotional yeah, time, it isn't is, it? Yeah. 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 And then you also know that in the next wee while you're seeing your crew again at Glencoe yeah. that's, a, that's a bit of a massive landmark on the yeah. race isn't it because you're a bit of a marathon for the end there yeah so I, I got quite a boost when I, I got into Glencoe because my crew were there and they offered me jelly and I had custard and I had a wee sit down and another sit down yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and they had the ice like loads of ice at that point so it was ice on my neck and you know kind of washing down my legs with nice cold cold water so you're making it sound like a wonderful experience. It was. It was a really nice day out. Aye, <laughs> <It's> brilliant. <laughs> okay, so we're in a good place leaving Glencoe and it's nice, baby, nice to see people there as well. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. yeah. And then you've, I always think it feels to me like about 10 miles for the ski centre to the bottom of the Devil's Staircase. It's not, it's about four, I think, <laughs> three and a half or four miles. But up and over the devil all right because we've got a tough bit coming up didn't yeah. you kind of leaving but how were you going up the devil so the stretch along between Glencoe and the devil I, I decided I'd start kind of racing at that point um, I knew I had a, a comfortable maybe I think it was maybe 45 minutes lead at that point I thought that's that's not enough can I just just stop a wee bit yeah right had you you seen you felt you start racing at that point had you, had you conserved energy to race at that point? So I got a lift at Glencoe um, and I thought, well, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'll use this next section okay. to try and push on a little bit. Put the fit down. Yeah, because I decided that I would, I'd walk up the devil and walk up Kinloch leaving um, and try and run, have a good run at the, at the rest, the other sections. Right, okay. So yeah. did you walk the devil? I did walk the devil, yeah. There was other walkers and it was quite nice. <laughs> so Aye. and then, you know what it's did you time it how long it took you to go up there nope it's probably 20-25 minutes yeah. if you're just having like a yeah, so it's a mile it's a mile up Aye. Yep. so it's a decent it's a decent wee don, donder yeah. we'll call it a donder um, were you looking about you were you getting the chance to take in the scenery yeah it's always a nice point when you, you reach the top of the devil just yep. just to look out in front mm -hmm. Um yeah, it's it's quite a scene. I love seeing the you know Kinloch leaving ahead of you and down below, and because you know that you've just got that climb out, sweep round to Landavra, and <laughs> and that's you that's you back at the finish. <laughs> it's <laughs> not as easy as that, but you see Kinloch leaving, then it buggers off. You then see it, it goes away again, um, but it's also a very challenging downhill yeah. into Kinloch leaving isn't it it can be really sore on the legs yeah. how were you when you got to the aid station so I, there I took that quite steady down downhill because you know you can just ruin your, your quads um, and my, again my knees were a, get a bit kind of burny at that mm -hmm. point so I just, I just took my time um, and yeah you go into the community centre uh, I don't think I was in there for a long time I don't remember much but yeah it was kind of in, well, in and out there what so. you got for there 14 miles or something. Yeah, so you've got, yeah. 14 miles to, to the Fort Loyal to the finish. Um, and you're saying you weren't hanging about because... Can, 
Can you think how your mind was at that point? It was still, yeah, just still focused, still happy. Smiling? Yeah. Yep. Right, good. <laughs> um, and then you said you were going to walk up the clocks. It's a climb out of Kinloch leaving up to Laragmore, yeah, isn't it? Yep. Um, how'd you record that? So I had, yeah, I had recorded that from Glencoe to Fort William. Um, and on that day, I recorded it, I, I got the wrong bus back <laughs> to Glencoe. <laughs> so um, I had that fun memory. Um, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, and, and, and did you, were you still comfortable that you walked that up to the top of the Laragmore and then started running for there? Yeah, so I had a, that was looking on my worst section last year. Um, but it was a, a really good, a really good run round um, that section to Lindavra. You, you've got this, you know, you've got the big fence right at the end of um, that kind of, you know, it's sweeping round. Aye, yeah, yeah, I know exactly. I just yeah. loved seeing that big gate there. Aye, because <laughs> you know that you're, you know, you're, you're almost home at that point. You're almost so, home. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So Lindavra is always a good place to get. Are you ten k? Yeah, six miles. Six miles feeling yeah, Davra. Yeah. How was how was your legs feeling then? Were you I still was, pushing it? No, I, I was getting yeah, that, it, the bunny was getting more bunny, um, mm -hmm. and I thought, do you know, I've, I still didn't want to switch off because there's lots of places you can fall over. Ten k's, ten k. So I, I did just take my time along that point, and you had those big chucky stones. Um, Same only the pet, <laughs> some new stuff doing yes. special. Big yeah. white stones. Yeah. Uh, I was dreading going over those, um, so I took my time going over them. Mm. And then you've got the search for the the train station into Fort William. Had <laughs> no, you know? Had you know prepped that? No, I'd, I'd run it. I'd wrecked it lots, but it's always always seems further than it is. You're kind of looking around the corner, Aye. searching for it, and yeah, maybe a wee bit tired by that yeah, point as yeah. well. Um, was there a point where you knew that you'd won it? It's only, I think, it's only within the last mile that I say to myself, yeah, you're okay. You're, right. You know. How'd that feel? But I don't think it's sunk in yet. <laughs> well, we'll speak about that for a wee bit. <laughs> just in a wee minute, we'll speak about that a bit more. Um, going through the doors, because they've got the archway yeah. in the leisure centre, yeah. haven't they? Going through the doors. What did that feel like? So I had lots of high-fiving going in. Um, I love that. That car park, because you can, yeah, you can, yeah, just sprint in there and smile and just, you know, see your family and friends and crew at the end of it, and it's just yeah, it's now known as the Martin Heggy car park because <laughs> I've you seen that video. Yeah, um, <laughs> but you mentioned family crew. Were they all inside? Yeah. So that yeah, yeah, they were all inside at, at the finish. That must have been real special. Yeah, it was really, really special. Yep. Adrian got a special hug. He did. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear that too. Um, before we speak any more, do you want to say a wee bit about your crew? So my crew. So my sister crewed. My sister crewed for me at Perth. Um, oh, I hope you're going to say her name. Yeah, Kathleen. Kathleen, Sorry. thank <laughs> you. Kathleen. <Yeah. laughs> um, so her and I just, yeah, we just work well together. Mm -hmm. um, there's no kind of, you know, there's no arguments or whatever it's just she knows what I need and she you know gives me what I need does she give you tough love if you need that 
we didn't need the tough love. Brilliant. Which was, cool. It was, yeah, it was nice. Um, and then, you know, as Adrian's daughter, um, Jamal and Vala stopped. So it was a kind of sister crew, mm. if you like. So, and they were all just, in my head, they were, <laughs> they were all calm. And, you know, they just, I said what I was kind of needing or what I wanted or whatever. And, you know, they, they were just responding to it. And There's a couple of brilliant photographs for the day where yeah. they are just a hundred percent focused yeah yep. you know yep. giving you exactly what you need when you need it yeah and not panicking about it i think that's a big yeah. thing i think if your crew panics then you're on a can panic yeah um but they were just just calm the whole time and, and it's a again steve and i have spoken about this a lot that when you're supporting you you're actually, you're actually giving up yourself yeah in service of somebody yep. Yep. you know and that's exactly what they did um I'm getting all emotional thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard for me to get emotional. Right. Um, most challenging part of your day? Uh, probably coming into um, off the tyre farm in that tindrum section. Mm-hmm. I was just, I don't know, I think it's because it's kind of halfway and you know what you've got ahead of you. And I, what, what do you mean by that? It's getting hillier, it's getting harder, you're getting tired. I guess I knew that I'd kind of struggled with Rannoch Moor, um, you know, the previous year, yeah. and it's a long, long stretch. Um, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't unhappy, but, I, yeah, in my head I kind of thought, yes, it's getting quite hard. Um, things are getting a bit achy. I think but I'm understanding better now how it felt so good to get to Glencoe. Yeah. Rannoch Moor's behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Favourite part of the day? I think running, see running through the forest towards Connick Hill mm. when the sun's coming up, you know, the, there was a big red sky um, yeah. on your right hand side and you you know, you. I remember at one point thinking, oh, you know, oh, this is, this is it, you know, we're, we're here, we're running um, mm. and I was just grateful to be on the trail and, and because you're running, I like quite like running from the dark into the light, yep. it's, it's quite a good feeling. Scotland's a real special place at moments like that, isn't yeah. it? Yep. And it's one of the one of the pleasures, I think. Some folk moan because the race starts at one o'clock, but imagine no getting that yeah. sunrise. You know, it's yep. beautiful, gorgeous. Okay. Um, I think we've covered the route. Is there anything else you need to speak about about the route? Should we come? We should do right now. Actually, we should give a thank you to the race director and the volunteers and the marshals because yep. they're quite special people, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So it's great and it's amazing the people that get involved and everybody seems to do it with a smile. They're always encouraging as well. So a massive thank you to everybody that does that. Um, the prize given, right? What was that? What's your thoughts of the prize given? It's just a yeah, the whole community getting Aye. together and and just appreciating it, you know, appreciating you know what the volunteers do and the organisers, um, and then again what all the runners do, you know, every single runner out there. It's so. a room full of heroes, man. Yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Tired heroes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I was. 
I was up with my daughter Megan. We came up uh, for the prize given this year, and I tell you, you've got to get there early. Seats, <laughs> the seats fill up quick, don't they? You know, I was looking for you. I couldn't see you at the start. Yeah, that was kind of fourth, fourth row. Aye, yeah. I was looking for you, but I, and I, and I couldn't see you. Um, and then somebody read your name out. So let me let's talk about that. Nineteen hours, two minutes and forty-one seconds. Fifty-six minutes faster than the previous year. That's a chunk of time. Yeah. Did that did that fit in with where you wanted to be? I know it's different days, different weather. Did yeah, so I I had set out. I think it's quite obvious from my kind of initial splits that I had set out for a quicker time, but I, I realised that yeah, just because of conditions that I I just wanted to enjoy it and finish it. Um, so you have to kind of, you know, you could either yeah try and go for that time and end up not finishing and end up, you know, kind of a worse place mm. and you know. So I, I, yeah, I quickly adjusted that. Yeah. Just do you think? Oh, sorry, do you think? You all think. But is it your opinion that you were in control the whole race? Did Did you run your own race? I did literally run one race. Eh? How does that feel? Yeah, good. Um, there's still improvements that I know that. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's. Sorry, I again. I jumped a wee bit. Your name gets read out. First female finisher, Alison McGill. Take yourself back to that. How's that feel? Just smile. Just smiling. Oh, you were smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Aye, definitely. Um, I do get a wee bit embarrassed. Um, yeah, but, but that's just... I know you do, Al, but I tell you, you never looked anything but proud as hell that day. And it was brilliant, you know, and massive, massive cheers as well. And I know... Um, I know how proud you'll be, but can you can you put it into words? Is it sunk in? I think it kind of sunk in, so I went up to uh, Fort William last weekend... Um, the Ring of Steel and when I was driving through Glencoe uh, last weekend that's I think that's what sunk in I was like yeah I was just remembering lots of bits of the race mm. and it was just it was just a really good feeling and brought back some really really good memories um, Brilliant. and at that same time I thought yeah I'm, I'm glad I enjoyed the day because um, then it makes it even more special so yeah. I uh, I spoke to you week or two before the West Highland and your part your way, before the West Highland race and your part and shot to me is that you were going to run with a smile did you do that? I did most of the way Aye. <laughs> I think okay. at Tindrum I was a bit yeah, a bit tired but yeah brilliant yeah I changed that brilliant <laughs> that's cool and how's how's your recovery been we're now where are we now we're in the middle of July it's almost a month ago yeah yeah um, recovery is always a bit a bit quicker when I'm doing kind of the longer traily stuff whereas mm -hmm. recovering from road like the 100k takes me like a long long time just because you're running more intense and you know your, your body's ground, taking a lot more less driving, driving, isn't yeah, it? yeah so um yeah so fortunate I've, I've been able to kind of get back training and I'm just doing nice runs hill runs and enjoying myself and where are you doing that? Back in the Oakles and the Lomans. Yeah, so I joined. Well, I went to Ring of Steel with uh, Girls on Hills, 
last weekend. Shout out to um, them. Yep, it was, yeah. it was a brilliant day because uh, I was always wanted to join them for for a recce or a run, but you know training always kind of gets in the way. Aye. Uh, so that was one of my things to do was go and join them um, and do something that was kind of out with my comfort zone, which is in the mountains. Uh, and I, yeah, I loved it. it was, did it do that? Did it push you outside your comfort yeah, zone? Yeah, 100%. Right, okay. <laughs> <So> <laughs> okay. Um, and what about, like, a sleep recovery after the wedding? Is that something that factors that, for that's you? That's something that I was surprising this year. My sleep was kind of all over the place for about uh-huh. 10 days or so. Um, yeah, so I was kind of up at funny hours and, mm. and just sleeping lots <laughs> and you feel do you feel are you back so it's been yeah, a month a are you bit, back on yeah. par now so I did a race last week um, the Maddie Moss right. in the Oakles and that that like floored me the next day um, so I realised it was maybe a bit soon <laughs> so. live and learn <laughs> live and learn ok so and what's what's next what's in the next challenge um, I haven't got anything big big planned I, I deliberately didn't this year because I we did a race in Norway last year um, mm-hmm. in August. I thought that would be a bit of a treat, but it, it turned out to be probably the hardest race I've ever done. <laughs> um, I loved it, a uh, big big experience. But then I thought, yeah, this year I'll just just enjoy myself and take my time and. Cool. Yeah. That was multiple distances. That it was. Mo- uh, yeah, it wasn't just yeah. a one-off. It nah. was a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> That's a whole other <laughs> podcast episode. That end. Um, Stephen would not forgive me. Have I never asked you what you had on your feet for the West Island Way race? Uh, Brooks Cascadia. Brooks Cascadia, same yeah. pair all the way. Yep, yep. Brilliant. What colour? Kind of, kind of bluey, greeny colour. You kind of just point at your jacket. <laughs> 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 okay, brilliant. Um, right. Now, no, the other question I've got to ask you is, who did you put your trophies? Because you were walking out that sports centre. <laughs> loads of trophies. Loads of trophies. Where have you got them? In my, my living room on just on the table. Brilliant. So, Look at them every yeah. day and smile. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Right, we have two final questions. Have you covered everything? I think so. I'll look at my notes. You get your notes <laughs> and I'll ask you this this next question. We spoke about the important stuff. We'll give your sister a shout. So we're all right there. Um Dialect Dictionary is where I'm going next. So, Dialect Dictionary is a word from somewhere in your life. Either from where you grew up, where a place you've lived. Could be a word you've heard at work, whatever. But a word that's for our listeners to go into our Dialect Dictionary. Would you have? This is a word that came into my, my head at the end of the race okay. when everyone was congratulating me. Is I, I was quite conscious that I was a bit reeking. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> so that's my word, is reeking. Cause reeking? I, yeah, and, and I'd, I'd said to my crew, I says, I need to go and get changed. Aye, yeah, so I'd welcome. I had my shorts on for the whole, same shorts Aye. the whole day, and I thought, yeah. It's a welcome shower at the end, isn't yep, it? Absolutely, so, yeah. Reeking. Perfect, I love that. It's a good Scots word, reeking. <laughs> um, and I think for those who maybe don't understand what it means to give it context is you've been running very hard. Yes, well done. And then 
our final our final question is to ask you to nominate a tune do you, do you run my music so do train with music um, it sometimes just gives me a bit of lift but throughout the race I, I was just yeah no music I kept thinking when am I crew going to give me some music and then, <laughs> and, then <laughs> um, and it never happened but I was quite happy wasn't that, okay. wasn't that so from that playlist that might have been and might have happened yeah. what we've got the Buff Buff Collection Volume 5 what song would you like to share with our listeners? This is one that it, it comes on um, one playlist and it, and if you're in the middle of the trails, it yeah, it's a huge boost and it, it just makes makes you happy and smile. And it's called it's by Dermot Kennedy. Oh yes. And it's Kiss Me. Okay. Right. It's just a really nice, happy, Dermot, TV tune. Awesome. Dermot, I know it. Dermot Kennedy. So yeah. Brilliant. So we shall get that added in. Um, to the playlist and all the listeners can enjoy it as well brilliant <laughs> we're about an hour and 15 minutes in would you believe that we could talk as long as that well yes. you know I can <laughs> but um, thank you very much for your time it's been a really um, insightful day uh, sorry an insight to the day that you had on the on the West Highland Way I really enjoyed uh, listening to you and speaking about it and I can see that you're buzzing about it still still got that massive smile we're really hoping that the wind hasn't interfered too much <laughs> this is a first for the Young Hearts Run Free podcast we're outside beautiful park outside a beautiful park we'll take a photo in a minute just to do that uh, to get that done first time using the hairy toy your privilege never mind winning the West Highland Way this is the first time with the hairy toy <laughs> thank you very much Ali thank, thank you, you. Yeah, I'm doing that.